Hey ladies, I'm Kendra. I'm Nama. And I'm Adelise. And we are Three Three Dope Dope Wives. With over 20 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, welcome, friends, to another episode of Three Dope Wives, the podcast that gives you the real insight into the real married life. And we are here to give you the lowdown. We've got some rich show today, but before we jump into all of that, ladies, how you doing? Um, I'm good. Just still here in uh, shelter in place. Um, I know a lot of things have been opening up, but, you know, we just been, been kind of doing the same regular being in the house. So what about you? Yeah. Nothing much. I'm still home, <clears throat> walking from home and doing everything from home. Um, my office was supposed to be open this Monday coming, but that's not going to happen because they extended it further to oh, June. Wow. So I guess we're still staying home. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be like the good thing to do, right? I mean, especially with seeing the cases are at least in Texas, have been going right. up, even though I've been seeing in the news that cases have been going down and leveling in other areas, which to me is quite interesting. Um, I just feel like the news just kind of exaggerates a lot. And so yes. you really don't know if we're going up or down at this right. point. Um, right. I do have a couple of friends that are in the healthcare system and they're, you know, frontline and in the hospitals dealing with all this stuff. And so, um, they did say that there still are so many cases, um, especially for our minority population. Like they're seeing yeah. a lot of of cases going up with the minority population. So uh, where the where the news and media is is saying otherwise, um, it's still very much so in effect. Yeah, part of me wonders sometimes if it's just like, are they just telling us this so that we can calm down? You know what I mean? Like, you know, people are freaking the heck out. Let's just tell them the numbers are going down so that they can relax and yada, yada. But they say the numbers are going down, but it's never like by X percentage, right? They don't give Mm -hmm. us any of those details, which always kind of makes you go, hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what 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 exactly how much right what right. numbers exactly are going down here talking about admissions to hospitals y'all talking about right death, there's right? so You're many different about. statistics yeah right. yeah it's not very clear for sure oh it, my gosh it, it's very confusing they say one thing and do another thing and you know they open up and then the cases are increasing and but then i think you know yeah the media exaggerate things but i mean um I think for me, I would just say, like, just so that people don't get so scared about things because people just remain in fear and you can't continue to remain in fear. You have to move on with your life. Absolutely. So I just don't yeah. see a safe way for them to do it other than just, I guess, just fake it. I don't know. 
I don't know, girl. We'll be here all day talking about right. this doggone corona and all of that. But we're actually here to talk about the D word. Um, so I want to just let our audience know what the D word even is. They're like, the D word? What's the D word? Well, if you think marriage and you think the D word, then you might already know what we're talking about when we're talking about the D word. The D word really is divorce. Ooh. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a word I don't, I don't really like to use. Uh, you know, if you said the D word at me, you are definitely cussing at me. Um, you know, if my husband came at me with it, I'd be like, oh, what the hoop now? What's that now, sir? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, again? we, Come again. you know what I mean? Wait, no, go back, rewind, do that over. Um, so, I mean, if you guys have been rocking with us from day one, then you already know that we do not promote the D word at all. We are here to get you till death do us part. But, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't even acknowledge the fact that divorce rates are toppling all over the country. However, they're going down, which is interesting because people are saying, you know, divorce rates 50 percent, 50 percent, you know, whether you are in church or out of church. Why is that relevant? It's relevant because they were saying that, you know, uh, people of faith, marriages last longer. So yeah, just you wanted to make that. Well, yeah. So I guess I I guess the thing really is saying here that, you know, uh, equal footing across, you know, uh, whatever religious preference you have. Right. Mm -hmm. However, interestingly enough, um, the U.S. Census most recent statistics, which were put out in 2018, stated that the divorce rate was actually 46.4 percent across the United States, which is great because, I mean, we had like a little bit of a dip. So that either means, right, a little bit of a dip. So either people are not getting divorced like they used to or they're not getting married like they used to. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Mm -hmm. a statistician, so I'm not really great about understanding all those numbers. But I am pleased to know that the numbers have gone down and we know exactly what the numbers are. Right. Now, we can only imagine, you know, what those stats are going to be when we hit, you know, when those 20. 2019 and 2020 available right especially with what i'm hearing uh and i'm actually calling this the the 2020 corona effect you know because we've had to deal right with um we've had to deal with our with our marriages on a daily basis already right the stress that deal that, that we have already you know we've had this new impact uh come and hit our marriages with quarantine And, you know, shelter in place and homeschooling and all these things that you get what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what do y'all think all of this? How is this going to affect marriages or at least, you know, what have you seen even in your own? I mean, I think like I think honestly speaking, like the Corona effect is definitely a, a true thing, because when you think about it, like when you went to work or when kids went to school or you had your own business, right. To go to, that was your escape. You know, that was, that was the one thing that you could go. That was the one place you could go to where everyone is not in the same space, but now everyone is in the same space. So you really begin to see people's true character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, as sad as it may sound, I, I hate the D word myself, but, I mean, I can only imagine what people are going through, especially those people that have lost their jobs too. 
because that's pressure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So everything yeah. in the mix, you know, it's 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 rough. It really is rough. But you know, um it takes it takes everything. It takes patience, it takes grit, it takes determination to be like, you know what, I'm this is just a temporary effect mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna let it affect my marriage. Yeah. Um, to add to that, um I think another factor, right, is as women, so we have all these roles, right? And so with shelter in place and being home and being mommy and teacher and wife and all these things, like right. we not only just work was our escape, but how many of us like do things for self care, right? So getting right. our nails done and going to get a pedicure, right? Like that's time away from home that right. is going to let us focus on ourselves and self care for ourselves to then come home and be a good wife or a good mom or what whatever role we're playing. But nowadays you're not seeing like because everything is shut down and slowly opening, people are just home and so they don't feel good about themselves and so self esteem comes into place and then mm-hmm. that rolls over to the roles that you play. And so I think it's all just just the the fact of being home and being under other people 24 seven that alone <laughs> that alone just is a huge is a huge effect I know like for me it's it's been tough you know certain things that wouldn't necessarily be an argument it's like we're we're like finding things to like bicker about like right. oh you do mm-hmm. that that annoys me you right. know what I mean <laughs> like I didn't notice that you did that before because we had our space or if you did it like you did it your own time but uh you know what I right. mean so right. I agree. Yeah. So, so do do either of you think that that this new normal or this new thing that we're dealing with is going to become an ongoing issue? Because from what I understand, it's causing divorce rates to go up. Uh, not only that, but I also hear that domestic violence is going up. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Um, I hope not. I, I mean, I hope I, we can. Only, I mean, I can say I hope not. But the truth, the truth is that. The first phase of Corona is about to go, but then the second phase is going to come in the fall, coupled with flu, coupled with every other thing that, you know, because it's not because there's Corona, every other disease is on a, on break. It's still there. So the thing is, I hope not. And I, I, I honestly think at this point, people just really need to seek out to or reach out to a therapist because it's going to be very difficult to be able to all, like, like Adelise rightly said, right? You don't have that me time anymore. There's no more me time. So everybody's in the same space. You start noticing things that you never noticed before because you were always in a hurry to dash out of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, yeah, I honestly think people really need to reach out for some form of canceling because it's not going to be as easy as everyone thinks. This is really the new normal. And I think everyone just, it would do good for everyone to just adjust to it, to be honest. So I think when when things start opening up more and people, you know, the fear is kind of subside, I think people will start getting out and you'll you'll start seeing more self-care and more um, time to yourself. But if this is our new normal, we could only say that the, the rate will go up. Right. Just mm-hmm. because, again, like we're. There's no like, there's no like safety. So I think, like Noma said, like the best thing would be to stay in community, right? And 
and have those people where you can kind of call and say, yo, like my husband's tripping or I'm tripping. Like, like I need, we need someone to intervene, right? Whether that be like a, a mentor couple that you guys trust and that you are, are, are on the same page as far as like the purpose and where you want your marriage to go or a therapist. But I think the, the thing to avoid that is definitely during this time, especially is to just seek out someone that can kind of be that neutral source. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I definitely have some thoughts about that, but we have a great guest that's going to be joining us today. And yes. I want to share her with our listeners. Yeah. Um, I have a question, but I'm going to pose it out to everybody because I really want to get her input on that. So first, let me go ahead and introduce our lovely guest in the studio today. We've got Keely Rule. She is a family law litigator and partner at the law offices of Shackelford, Bowen, McKinley and Norton in Dallas, Texas. Uh, she is board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and is experienced in a full spectrum of divorce and related matters such as complex property division, custody, and enforcement. So this woman is definitely knowledgeable. Now, Keely does really pride herself on the attention she gives to her clients and her ability to craft unique solutions to unique problems. She has been both a wife and a divorcee, so she brings a very unique and insightful perspective to the discussion. So folks, let's all welcome Keely Rule to the Three Dope Wives podcast. Welcome, Keely. Hey, Keely. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. We are so glad that you're here. I was going to ask the ladies, but I mean, we might as well get your input on this too. Um, there's this, this, uh, idea that's been surrounding marriages for a while, and it's the idea of a starter marriage. And the idea that this is the very first marriage, it's like the honeymoon marriage, it's the teaching marriage, and it's the one that eventually ends in divorce. And people say all the time that your first marriage is really just your starter marriage. Do you agree with that at all, Keely? Well, I think it depends on what you actually put into it. If you ask me about any marriage where it's your first, second, third, or fourth, marriage is like a job. And if you do not impress your boss you don't dress to impress you're not going to keep that job and i think from the very beginning (laughs) i think that you just have to and you know we get complacent sometimes and we think we have job security and if we start slacking well they're going to slack too if you want it reciprocated Mm. we got to put it out there we need to be you know dressing up we need to you know what you did to get him in the first place all you got to do is start that right back up and right now is the best time. I mean, those kids go to bed, get you a romantic dinner, get you a bottle of champagne. I mean, he's going to be like, wow, what did I do? <laughs> you know? Right. So right. You've got to keep some spice in it. And, you know, like y'all were saying earlier, this quarantine, it's hard. People are losing their jobs. You're financially stressed. And then you're right. up next to each other the whole time. whole time. And now not only are we moms, but we're teachers. We're having to homeschool our kids on top of everything else. And I'm telling you, I don't know about y'all, but the way they teach these days and the math, I can't keep up. I know. Yeah, I I saw some of that. No, we're calling it new math. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all those stressors, right? 
Absolutely. So, so Keely, you come with, uh, with this rich background in, uh, in law and you, you, you do family law, right? So you understand all these aspects and divorce is a part of that, if I'm understanding correctly. So when we talk about divorce, when you think about that just from a baseline level, what do you think of when, 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 when you hear the word divorce? Well, when you, divorce is the splitting of the marriage. It's just the, the paperwork that's done to split it. It's either done before they come to see me or it's repairable thereafter. Um, and I heard y'all talking about counseling. I always recommend counseling. If we can mm. save a marriage, we need to save it because there are counselors out there that can help you do the things that you need to do to make this marriage work. Because sometimes we just forget. We get so busy in our day-to-day lives as moms. We forget, oh, yeah, we've got this husband here. And, you know, what I see a lot of times are husbands starting stepping out. Now, they're not stepping out because they're real cheaters. They're stepping out because they're missing something at home. Yeah, there's a I'm not saying that's right. It's completely yeah. wrong. But, you know, it's not all their fault because if we're not giving them what they need, they start looking elsewhere because we know there are women out there that will do whatever they can. So, so we've just got to figure out how to keep our man happy and keep our man strong and keep that unity together. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, Keely, because, you know, I've, I've heard women saying, you know, different things as, as far as he should be willing to work with me or he should be willing to deal with this, that, or the third. And I actually, I mean, I know someone personally who, and I know that after women have children, it's hard, you know, to mm-hmm. get back into the swing of things, right? Because uh, you're really you're not interested in swinging anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're not interested, but, but you, you've got to do some wife duties. I, I find it interesting though, it, and I think some women will feel the same. It feels almost in a way like victim shaming, like, oh, he cheated on you, but you're kind of to blame. Is that, is That's that fair? That's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying you need to keep this rich to make him where he doesn't want to, where he's not out looking for someone else or he's not looking for other avenues if he's happy at home or you're able to and it's him too i mean he's got to be able to reciprocate it can't be just a one-way street it's not just women i mean these men have to step up to the plate and be the head of the household absolutely absolutely yeah so that's like so you would say that's pretty much like pre for pre-notion of any kind of divorce word or d word that's coming out right so like if you're doing what you need to do as a wife and your husband is reciprocating, then that shouldn't even be something that's coming up unless he's just like a dog and it's, it's, it's just, you know, or, or abusive. Like there's other reasons that are obviously like, you know, no, but um, I totally get what you're saying. Like if we're doing the work on the front end, then that we won't never get there to the, to that D word. So. Yeah, and that's why I guess I look at it kind of like a job, too, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you get a job and you go every day and you just do the same exact thing, you go there at eight and you leave at five and, you know, you're not putting forth any effort. I mean, they're not going to keep you. And I'm not saying that, you know, men should if we don't do everything they want. I'm saying we need to put some spice back into it. I think we just get complacent and we don't jump in. But one thing that I would strongly recommend. Never say the D word because once it comes out your mouth, you can't take that back. And no matter if you meant it or not, that damage is there. And once you start damaging this circle, it becomes 
smaller and smaller. And once you hit the core, it's hard to, you know, build that back up and uh, reconstruct it. So with that, what is what is something that most married women don't know about divorce that you think they should know? Well, probably the emotional strain that they're going to have to go through. It is financial. I mean, financially, it can devastate, a you know, a, someone's income, their well-being. I mean, from here on out, no retirement. The children may not be able to go to college. But more than that, it's emotional. And then your kids are put in the middle and people use those as they use the kids as pawns. And it's so sad to watch what some people will do with their kids. And once you talk about your husband or the husband talks about the wife, you're talking about 50 percent of your kid and your child takes that and internalizes it and it damages them. So not only are you saying, yeah, your dad's a piece of crap or whatever, you're saying half of you is a piece of crap. So, I mean, that's the hard part that I think people don't realize is that you can say bad things about the other parent to try to win your child over. But all you're doing is damaging that child. Because if there's something bad, they'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. Children and most children. Yeah, they're not, especially if they're like school age, they're, yeah. they, they know, they, they figure they, it out. Yeah, they, they have the senses and the capacity to be able to know like something's not right or this right. isn't right, you know? So it's so sad that those things like they happen, unfortunately, you know, and they happen, right. um, more common than not. So yeah, I think it's important though when you look at that family, that total damage impact, you know, I don't think most people when they go through that whole act even consider the what's the greater good or what's the damage and that may be why some people stay married in unfulfilling relationships because maybe they've thought about it, but then there are those that haven't thought about it and you look at, you know, wow, the damage is so great. So that's yeah. interesting. Oh, so Keely, real quick, I, I mean, um, so what are some documents that um, every married person should have or every married person should have filed, regardless of how healthy their relationship is? Um, you definitely want to have a will so that okay. if something happens, you are able to say, because I mean, what, what if you and your husband both pass away? Who's going right. to get your children? You need a will that has a contingent beneficiary in it and what's going to happen with the children, where the funds are going to, your funds are going to go. If they're under age 18, or I'd say even under the age of 25, you don't want them having access to any types of money. So you have to put it into a trust. And mm. then who's going to manage that trust? So the wills, I believe, are very, very important for anyone to have. And mm. then we've also got like three other documents that we do. It's mm. a durable power of attorney that helps you, uh, that gives someone else the power to make financial decisions for you if you become incapacitated. So this would be like if you had a car wreck, became a vegetable, people would have to get guardianship over you, which can cost tens thousands of dollars to do that. So we have that and then the medical power of attorney. And I think those two are everyone should have those because the state can dwindle so fast, as fast as it would through a divorce without those documents. If someone has to go in and get guardianship, because then the courts regulate all the money, they regulate the decisions made. So it's just very important that you don't put that stress on the family. And even like my parents, I mean, we need to make sure our parents have this because we're going to be the ones spending the extra money to go out and have to probate 
And if there's no will, the courts have to oversee it. And every time the courts do anything, it's expensive. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It, I was going to say, it just sounds like, you know, regardless even of socioeconomic status, you at least need to have those baseline documents in place. Right. I, I hadn't even thought about being incapacitated. I was sitting here trying to think, like, who would, I mean, maybe my mother would want me, right, if something bad happened, right? I think mm-hmm. every mother's like, no, I will take care of my child. But then I think, okay, but my husband really knows my financial affairs, right? Like my right. mother would have right. no idea what to do. And then, I mean, I, you know, she's not been in my financial business throughout my adult life. So that's kind of like, a, mm, you know, that's a hard thought. I'm like, I, don't, I think if I physically caring for me, I'd want my mother financially caring for me. I'd want my husband. So I think that's something to really think. Can you divide it that way? Cause I want to <laughs> yeah, you can have it. Yeah, you can separate, you can have, a, and then you can also have an alternate too. So oh, wow. to your yeah, primary, you have an alternate. I felt I locked Winnie for a minute. Lock A, B, C, D, E, F. <laughs> yeah, I need all this options. <laughs> yeah, oh, if wow. this, then that, right? Just use your own adventure uh, power of attorney. Yeah, that is so funny. So talking about documents, right? And I know it's a big, huge thing. Uh, prenups. Right. That's another kind of document that that comes up um, when when you talk about marriage and when you talk about divorce. I mean, everything. Right. And so what's the purpose of that? So it happens mainly on the second marriage. Um, you don't see it a whole lot unless there's a whole lot of family money in the first marriage, because usually your first marriage, everyone's broke. <laughs> so um, for the second marriage, you want they want to shield their money. And that's what a prenup does. It tells how if you get divorced, what's going to happen with your money. And one thing that people do is to separate their income. So I make, you know, 50000 a year and he makes 50000 a year. It goes into two separate accounts. What I buy is mine. What he buys is his. We never have a community except for, you know, you can put stipulations in there for like a community house or a community account. But it's mainly separating and keeping your guarding all of your assets prior to marriage, and then you can even separate your assets after. So if you know you're about to get a big contract and you want to make sure that they don't have access to any of that money, you can do a prenup or you can do a postnup and put that in. Oh, postnup. Okay. That's oh, what I, that was oh, actually going to be my question is, oh. is if it comes after like while you're, div- like while you're married and this contract comes Okay, so now, yeah, that makes sense now. The the post, so it's called a postnup, uh-huh. yeah, postnuptial marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. I'm interested to know a little bit uh, about this postnup because I just want to know, <laughs> right? Like, at, I'm just because at what point does your, I mean, does a spouse come to you like? So I was thinking, you know, I know we've been together and you know we're all happy and whatnot, but. I don't really trust you, so <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe a postnup would be a great idea. Like, exactly. I just feel like I feel like if my husband—that is a slap in the face, right. especially if you've right. been married for so long. I'd be like, oh my god! I'd be like, what? Like, I, I can't imagine it. Like, I, ain't I, no I, such. Like, no, let's say you hit the lotto. Like, oh, oh, now you a bazillionaire and, and you want to exclude me? I'm so okay, when they say, when they say post up, you call me. Yes. <laughs> because that means we need to file first. Right? I'm like, wait <laughs> a minute. 
what is going yeah. on? Can't tell her to include half of those winnings, right? Oh my it's god! All. I, Hello? I have a hard time with the post-nut prenups because it's pretty much trust issues. It and totally if you have those is. trust issues in the beginning. Why are you marrying this person? If you're yeah. not going to become one, why are you doing it? I mean, why not just live together and cohabitate? I mean, if you're not going to yeah. put your monies together and live as one. I just think yeah. it keeps a barrier between the two. Yeah, you're going into a marriage with the end in mind already. And you didn't Absolutely. even like cross. You didn't even go to the altar or wherever you're getting married to say I do. And it's already like, oh, no, I don't trust you or my, you, you're not touching none of my money. Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Success in that, though, Keely, like a success in. um, Yeah. Do you think there's success in having a prenup like do those marriages really survive because like to Adelise's point if you're coming in with the end in mind and then you turn around you know and 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 you know I don't know I'm just thinking that this can't be good for the relationship and I'm just thinking that at some point this relationship is going to end because it's almost like you predestined it to do so and so you can even put a time frame in there so say eight years you know, one to five years, if you get divorced, she gets this. Five to ten years, divorce, she gets that. After ten years, it goes away. It dissolves. You can do that as well. Well, when you do that, well, what happens on year nine? She's thinking, man, I got to make it one more year. And he's thinking, man, I got to get rid of her before this ten-year mark hits, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it puts a lot of extra stressors. I mean, like they don't have enough to already be stressed out about with finances and things like that. I just think it adds one more little niche to the divorce ramp. So um, I have a I have a quick question. So. When it comes to, cause it, it could kind of go both ways, right? Like a woman could come in with all this money and have, you know, a, a guy that, that doesn't make as much as, as, as she would. But if in, in any role that you play, whether you're a woman or a man, what about the situations where they do come in with a lot of money and the, the, the partner is okay with signing, you know, a prenup for whatever reason? Like, I guess, because there are some people that I guess aren't money driven and so it doesn't really matter to them mm-hmm. and they're okay with signing that prenup or or you have also the couples that are complete opposite where it's like I'm not getting married until you sign this prenup and then it's like this whole long drawn out thing and I see a lot of it in with with athletes and with actors and you know people that are coming in with tons of money I know in the athlete world it's it's huge um, so what what would you say, I guess my question is, what would you say, like, would you, trying to frame up this question, because it's, it's a, it's a real thing, but would you say, like, sign it, so that way, if, especially if you're not money driven, sign it, regardless of how you feel about it, or stay true to, to where you stand with that? Well, that's kind of a hard one because it's a case-by-case basis. <laughs> yeah. I can tell them what legally they're going to be bound to, and it's up to them. I couldn't tell you you need a divorce because right, right, I'm right. not of course. there. All I know is your perception of what's going on. So it's got to be up to that person. All I can do is give the legal advice and say, if you sign it, this happens. If you don't sign it, you know, 
That's your decision, and you may not get married or vice versa. So you just so you just look. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. So you cannot really tell them whether it's um you you cannot really tell them you can only tell them like the ups and downs like if you don't sign it like the consequences of signing versus not signing you can't really tell them any other thing past that. It's left for I mean, them to make their decision. I mean, I guess I could give my opinion, but I mean, I'm their attorney. I'm not their friend. I'm not right. you know, someone who's there trying to emotionally support them as to whether or not they need to sign a prenup or not. That's just kind of a decision that they have to make. Um, I'm there to give them the advice to have them focus on if you sign this, here's what you're looking at. If you don't sign it, then, you know, you're open to community funds or whatever. Okay, so so real quick, I just wanted to know, you know, I've been very curious because everybody says divorce, divorce, but what are some of the leading causes of divorce, like currently? I know Corona is one of one of them, but I mean, other stuff. I think it really it's the lack of effort in a relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. that is what I see, and I think the lack of effort will spin off on adultery. It will, you know, just seclusion where people are ignoring each other. And then you've got the silent treatment. And the longer if that happens, the more resentment that's built up. So that's why I think it's very important, like y'all said, to get a counselor, because you don't want to have to go in and work on all the resentment when you could have went in earlier and just fixed what the problem was and not having to go through the resentment and the other hurts that happen. Because once you start resenting someone, that's when you say the things you don't really mean because you're just trying to get back at them and you can't take those things back. And that's one thing. Don't say it unless you really mean it because you can't take something back. Mm. I would that, say don't say it even if you do mean it. I mean, I mean, well, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, yeah. I mean, you know, thinking about it too, like, you know, I just talked about the corona effect. What have you seen, like, now with marriages, with this 2020 corona effect going on? Well, I've gotten quite a few calls. Um, some of them were people who were thinking about it before, and now they're definitely ready. But, um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, wow. it's just the fact that everyone is stuck on top of each other and it can be very stressful. Yeah. And I hope the world goes back, but I don't know. Maybe everything's about to become virtual and, but we've got to figure out how to get out of the house and either it's going on walks or, you know, I mean, just getting the kids out of the house. Creating that space. Holding, right. You know. So I just, I, the corona, it's either going to help your marriage or it's going to hurt your marriage. Now, as far as family violence goes, I think it is devastating for that because women are stuck at home or because usually it's the man. And I say women are stuck at home, but it's usually the man that is the abuser and there's nowhere for them to go. The shelters aren't really taking people, you know, the cops, the jails, they're letting people out. These people are the ones who really need our help. We, and we do have Zoom hearings, so we do that for uh, temporary orders, for emergency protective orders and things like that. But some people don't have a place to go, so they're having to endure the abuse. And mm-hmm. I think the abuse is worse now because the p- people who are the abusers, they have more stress because mm-hmm. they're stuck at home. Their yep. job may be on the line. Maybe right. they're an hourly re- uh, employee and they're not getting a paycheck. So mm-hmm. who are they going to take it out on if that is their demeanor and that's what they usually do? 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I mean, I can even imagine, like, even if they wanted to seek out for services, how are they even going to pay for it if they don't have an income anymore? You know? Well, and also, so in domestic violence, though, you can reach out to the police. You can, um, there's a domestic violence helpline. There's a lot of avenues that you can take, but you've got to be ready because once you make that call, going back into that situation will be worse than it was when you were there originally. Yeah, well, I feel you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, true. That is just kind of bringing us back, you know, uh, to divorce. I want to, I want to, I want to run a scenario with you. Um, okay. Really, just 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 to get get an idea of how uh, how divorce can impact the family, right? Because we, um, as I said before, we don't promote divorce at all, um, and and sometimes we don't think through all of the steps. So I just kind of want to r- run a quick scenario. So so um, in this scenario, we have a couple uh, who've been married about ten years, right? They have two children. Uh, two properties together, um, a dog and some joint accounts, right? Um, what do you, what, when, what have you seen? What does your experience tell you about, uh, what could be the possible ramifications for family if the parents were to divorce? Well, that's kind of a hard question because every case is yeah. different. And there's reasons for the divorce. There's, um, you know, could be alcohol issues. I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you, going into the divorce, if there are funds and they do want to fight over the children or they do want to fight over property, yeah. you're talking about having your deposition taken where you're videoed, someone is grilling you, then you're on the stand with the judge, you've got to go through a temporary orders hearing, and then you walk in there, the judge hears you for 20 minutes aside in Collin County, and that's it. They make the decision on what's going to happen with your life. Until the divorce is final. And then for your final trial, you might get a full day trial, which is three and a half hours aside. And that's all the judge hears with your experts and determines what's happening with your children, who's going to see them when, who's going to have them, and who's going to get what money, all within a one day span. So it's, I mean, just the stress alone of having to prepare and get ready for this. Then the financial burden that the litigation causes, but then to have someone tell you what you're going to do with your children. And if you don't do it, you can go to jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, I don't want someone telling me what I can do with my children. Mm -hmm. I want to do what's best for my children because they may not hear everything. Maybe I'm having a bad day and I get on the stand and I don't express myself the way I need to. Or maybe the judge got up and has having a bad day and, you know, is you know thinking about other things you don't know and so you definitely want to try to work out an agreement if it is going to go through divorce but if you can work out an agreement with them then you should have tried it before and maybe save the marriage yeah wow. we've all seen like these court shows right and so you mm-hmm. always think you know oh i you know because i saw Law and Order SVU. I think I know a little bit about how this goes, right? Right. <laughs> and so I, I always think that there's always going to be like some major mudslinging. Kids are going to foster care. Like I always think of the absolute, you know, most dramatic scenario. I mean, is there? I mean, you said that you know they take testimonies and different things like that. Like, is there ever a point where there is mudslinging or where there is, you know, bad things that are said that the kids? can hear and that sort of thing. 
Well, the kids can't hear because it's in the courtroom and there we have standing orders that we're not supposed to talk about any of the litigation with the children. But if I'm going in for a temporary orders hearing, I've got to throw it all out. I can't save something. I can't put some mm. abuse under the rug or whatever. I have to throw it all out if I'm trying to win. So mm. once you do that, how do you co-parent with that person? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's rough. Rough. Once you talk about it, you can't take it back. Right. And litigation right. can destroy a relationship, even if it's not going to be a marriage relationship. Because they're right. in your life till they're 18. Well, till they're married, until you have grandkids. Right. I mean, they're in your life from here on out. Forever, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the more the more I hear you talk, Keely, the more I'm just like, who wants to do that? I know. How do people <laughs> even avoid this thing? Because, man, it's rough. Like, just, just going through the whole, like you said, litigation process. It's it would just stress you out. You're like, why am I going through all this? Like, so what would be your advice? Like, how do you how do you even avoid the D war altogether? Like, just going through it, everything. First of all, don't ever say it. <laughs> yep. <of> all, <laughs> you need to make sure you do get some outside help, whether it's uh, you know a Christian counselor, a family counselor, you know some of your. I wouldn't talk to us women. We still have to stick together, and we have to hear each other out and give our opinions. But unless we're in the situation, we really don't know what those opinions should be. So we need to leave it to a professional to really push someone either to divorce or not to divorce or how to work on the marriage. But I will tell you, focusing on your man, start dating him again, do the things you did the way you got him and you'll keep him. Hmm. You know, that that's a very true statement you made, Keely, about like, you know, your girlfriend. You know, my friend had told me and she said, no, you need to get a therapist. Like, I'm your friend. I can listen to you. But you need to get somebody that is unbiased, period, to talk to. Like, if you're going through issues or if any of your friends are going through issues, advise them the same. Because girlfriends are not, girlfriends might, yeah, they might not really help you out all together you need someone that doesn't know both of you to be able to give you you know the best possible advice and that's very important right there what you just said is you need a third party who is not your best friend who loves you and thinks you do no wrong right because your perception if you see a wreck happen what you see happen and what somebody on the other side of the street sees happen, they're two different perceptions of what reality was. So what is reality? She's going to be more on your side. She's going to be comforting you when right. there's probably hard things that she needs to tell you that you need to step up to the plate for or vice versa with him. Guys, I mean, they're pretty shallow when they talk. You know, they don't ever right. get into the feelings. But it is. It's very hard to have a friend advise you on what you should do you definitely need a professional wow beautiful wow well um i think those are you know everything we really wanted to know is there anything keely that we don't that we didn't ask that you think is really important for us to know when it comes down to divorce we know that it can get sticky icky dirty nasty um but what 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 are some things that maybe we don't know that we don't know that you think we need to know you just don't know how bad it is until you get in there and you have to do these things to the person that you loved and committed the rest of your life to. 
Um, but if you don't do them, then you may lose and, you know, they may have your children primarily versus you having them primarily. So I think it's very important that you realize the damage. And always remember, the grass is not greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. You may be sitting there watching a single girlfriend going out on all these dates and these men. But let me tell you, they, they usually go on two or three dates. And that's <laughs> I mean, they're serial daters, you know. So that grass is not greener on the other side. You just got to fertilize a little. Right. Yeah. We're just having a conversation like about that. that. I like that. Whole, yeah. That whole 80-20 idea of like, you know, you having the 80%, but longing for the 20%. So like you said, that grass is not always greener, which is key. But Keely, um, before we go today, I would love for you to share with us a little bit of what uh give us your contact information if our listeners want to reach out to you and solicit your expertise and all that good stuff i can say she's in the dfw i don't know if you're licensed outside of the dfw maybe you are but uh give us some information keely on how we can reach you yes i'm licensed in the state of texas so i can go anywhere in the state of texas and practice law but the easiest way to reach me is just keely rule Family Law, Google that. All my contact information will come up. It's K-E-E-L-I-R-U-L-E. Google it and all my contact information will come up and you can get a hold of me and we can work through this and figure out how to save the marriage. And if it's we can't do it, then we'll figure out the best way to do it for your children to where they're not damaged. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Keely. We appreciate having you with us here on Three Dope Wives. Um, though, listeners, if you are tuning in, just know we'll have Keely's information in the link bio information. And again, Keely, thanks so much for your expertise today. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thanks, Keely. Thank you, Keely. Thanks. So, ladies, I feel like we got some great information from Keely today. I mean, you know, uh, she taught us a lot when it comes down to avoiding divorce. I mean, Adelise, what do you think um, were some key takeaways or some things that you think we need to do to keep ourselves in a good position with our marriages to avoid divorce? So one thing that Keely mentioned that I think is huge is um, the work that it takes to maintain our husbands. Right. So we get complacent and, and it goes both ways, but we, we tend to get complacent over the years. And some of the things that we did um, prior to being married, um, such as wooing our husband. Right. Like anything, whether that be dressing up for just because or being cute or doing something sexy in the bed, like all those things that we did prior, um, they're going to change over time. There's going to, you know, as you grow and as as you and your spouse, um, your changes and your likes and wants kind of change as well. Like those are going to be um, flexible. But I think being open to that idea of of doing those things to woo your husband. So, ladies, let's remember that it's important to always woo your husband. Um, however that look, that might be different for every couple, but we cannot lose sight on the things that you have done when you were dating. So continue doing those things, or if you haven't started, um, you need to start again, because those are going to be the things that are going to um, avoid getting getting the divorce or, or even having that man have a void, right? We don't want to leave any space any space at all for another woman to come and woo our husband 
if we're doing everything in the front end to woo our husband, then we leave no no wedge in our marriage for someone else to come and do our work for us. So that is definitely huge. That is, I think, um, the tip that I took away from Keely. Um, And then I think another thing is keeping the lines of communication open um, so that you can be current on what's going on with your man and the things that he likes and doesn't like and things that he wants you to do and don't do. Yeah. So true. And I want you to tell his pinky toe. (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, communication. That's for sure. I love that. That's goodness. Well, ladies, this has been a great episode. I think I think we can go on. I think we can make it to next week. What y'all think? I I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you folks, can. thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.